What's going on, guys? Back for another episode of the Real Shit Show. Got myself, Ian, Mr. Sprain, or Mr. or Mrs. Sprain, depending Shut on up. how you want to go about that one. <laughs> That's good. The Rotorhead and the, the local PD guy from Washington. So uh, this episode, we're just going to do a, a quick recap. Try to keep this one short and sweet. Um, talk about our Montana trip. Any recommendations that any of us have? Um, I've had quite a few questions about whitefish. A lot of people seem to be catching wind of it and its popularity and, um, you know, the beauty that whitefish is, I think. I don't know if I've ever been anywhere before that I've been so fucking cold and still not not miserable one bit. <laughs> um, so what do you guys want to touch on first? You want to talk about some food? You want to talk about where we stayed at? Talk about getting there. Getting there? So okay. um, from a flight perspective, if you're coming in further away, you're going to fly into the Kalispell International Airport, which you would imagine be a fairly large airport, but it's a one uh, one gate airport. It's fucking tiny and you walk out and they hand you bear spray, basically. Um, so that's where you're flying in and out of. And uh, it's a pretty nice airport. Actually, it's quiet. It's small. TSA is easy. The you know People working there were super friendly. Uh, one of the people in our group actually had an issue with a particular item in his bag that was found <laughs> after the TSA checkpoint. And they literally came and found him and said, hey, we found this in your bag. Uh, would you like to have someone come pick it up and ship it home? Or would you like to just forfeit it? And it was just the torch lighter, but um, kind of cool. You know, I think it speaks to the people up there. They're very friendly, very helpful, very nice, outgoing. Um, I would highly recommend Whitefish in general, but the people were awesome. What about the drive? How'd you guys do? Drive was awesome. I, I left uh, Washington State right around, I'd say probably like 3, 3.15 uh, in the morning. And it's roughly about a nine-hour drive um, from the, the west side of the state. Um, but it was it was nice. Um, scenery is awesome. Uh, for the most part, nobody on the road. And then even getting into Idaho and Montana was was very like scenic and and nice, um, but fairly easy. Nothing nothing too difficult about it. Any issues yeah. with you know mountain passes or anything like that to be aware of? Uh, not not during the, this time. Um, I think further along in the the winter months, <clears throat> you know, with the the shutdown of the pass, um, Idaho. Um, you know, a little bit of Montana, especially with like places with putting change on and stuff like that. Uh, I think it'd be a little bit more difficult, but, you know, during early fall, um, spring, summertime, I, there shouldn't be any issues as far as like um, drives through the pass or coming down off the mountain. Yeah. So we went mid October. So we had that, that sweet spot, a nice transition from, you know, kind of fall going into early winter, maybe. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ian, or you, Carl? Yeah, we uh, uh sorry. No, you're good. You're good. So you uh, had stayed with us. Yep. We broke our drive in half and went and stayed over at your house, which was awesome. Right. <laughs> you get to see a little, little small farm. Yeah, no, oh, the- fun. Get to play with the pigs and all of that. And uh yeah. yeah, no, it was good. Uh I agree the time of year will really kind of determine how driving and flying and things like that passes being closed. Um the time of year we went, we passed through some state forests, I believe they were, 
and there was camping and rivers and mountains. So even the drive there just kind of gets you primed for what you're about to see. But uh, you're not passing the best of it on your way there. You know what I mean? You're not passing somewhere more beautiful to go somewhere less beautiful because it was well worth the end of, end of the trip to get where we were going. But uh, yeah, it's a nice drive, nice time of year to go uh, in the winter. I would definitely do your research with what passes you're going through, chains, closures, things like that, because you are going pretty high up in altitude. Yeah, you mentioned something, you know, you didn't really pass anything more beautiful than where we were at. That's people are catching on. That's that's definitely a destination. You know what I mean? That's somewhere that you're going out of your way to go to. Uh, it's not a um, a pass through small town that you just like blink twice and it's gone. It, you know, it's something definitely worth stopping and looking at for a while. Yeah, growing up, uh, my family we went to Tahoe because I, you know, being from California, that was our our destination in the mountains to go go see the snow and get up high in the altitude. And uh, I gotta say, this place is is way less crowded, has the same or better beauty, you know, just as clean of water. You've got Glacier National, you've got all these state forests, you've got all this stuff around you, but it wasn't just slammed year round like some of these really well known tourist destinations. I'm not sure how well-known whitefish itself is but uh yeah it was it was all the beauty of anywhere else i've ever been but you you weren't in basically like a disneyland tourist destination but it had all the stuff yeah as far as all the stuff um any recommendations on what you would like to go back to do or or something that we did that um you'd recommend for people to go check out i think a lot of it is the outdoors especially if you're an outdoors person, you like to do the hiking, like to see, you know, see stuff, fishing. Um, it's definitely a, a good place to go. Um, like hiking up a uh, big mountain. Uh, that was nice. Roughly like where we stopped off was about 7,000 uh, feet elevation, but well worth it for seeing you know, everything around you from like Kalispell, whitefish, um, just have a good overall look of it. Um, even glad glacier national park, there's so many trails and stuff like that, that we didn't even touched. Um, but the one that we went on was, you know, good enough to enjoy and then getting down to that lake and then hiking back. It's, it's an easy, easy trail. Um, Ian would, you know, speak more to, uh, the different, um, trails and, and difficulties, but for that one, that was perfect for basically, you know, any, anyone to, to accomplish and, and get a good scene, uh, scene of what was provided. Yeah. The payoff at the end was good. Oh yeah. That avalanche lake, uh, hike, it, it was by no means a, a tough hike, you know, it wasn't much of an elevation change or anything, but man, was it absolutely gorgeous. And then that lake at the end was just, that's yeah, like great. a postcard kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's, you'll never see something like that again, probably. Unless we go so back. I, yeah, I, I think mean, that's the thing is like we we hardly even touched, you know, everything that was even provided there. It was just very, very, you know, small amount that we we saw or tried to participate in. I think, you know, next time this is just gonna be even more taking a different route on a on a trail or doing something outside of, of what we did, like the horseback riding. Um, just just to enjoy it more. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we did seven days, six nights and, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel like I had enough time there. I want, I'm beyond ready to go back. I mean, mm -hmm. I, 
Mm-hmm. If there was some sort of industry there that would relate to what I do, uh, I'd pack a bag and fucking leave tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I think that's something I, I feel like I could speak for the group on this one without actually asking everybody on the group that I was pleasantly surprised uh, how much um, was there, how like gorgeous it was and how impactful it was for like all of us as an area. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know what to expect from whitefish. I've been to Montana before, you know, I figured it'd, it'd probably be pretty and they got trees and blah, blah, blah. But it, it was, it exceeded my expectations going into uh, whitefish and where, where we were going. Um, so I think that's something I, I feel like I, I, that everybody kind of can get on board with um, yeah. without even asking each one of you guys, because I was, I was blown away at what, what was there, the food, the entertainment, if you will. And yeah, it's a tourist town because it's a ski town, but there's not a thousand people on the streets. Yeah. There's not, it's like unknown, if you will, but it's like this gem of our country that more people should know about that in the back of my mind, I don't want them to know about, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah. it was phenomenal. It really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, for me, I could live there. And I, I love the spot that I'm, that I'm at, but I feel like we could pack some shit and be happy there for quite a while. Yeah, what surprised here. me a lot was the economy there. Um, you get to towns like that and gas prices are hiked, food prices are hiked, everything, all the tourism, the house rental, you would think that that would just be astronomical at a place like that, you know, comparing it to another like mountain resort tourist economy town, the gas was extremely cheap. Everything was, you know, national average or below price wise. So everything was extremely affordable. And that's what really surprised me on an economy that at least some portion of the year runs on tourism. I don't know if they switch it up in the winter when ski time, but when we were there, it was phenomenal. When you come from Washington State, all gas is cheap because we have a high <laughs> gas freaking world. I mean, <laughs> and then coming from Montana, I, I mean, coming from Texas, outside of here, everything's more expensive in terms of gas. Montana was more in gas prices than it is in Texas, but um, I'm also in the heart of the oil and gas. You know, yeah. uh, industry gas was for, cheaper. Alcohol was cheaper in Montana. Food yeah. was cheaper in Montana. Everything besides probably living quarters was cheaper in Montana. Everything. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, Butler, was that you that I was with when we saw that house? Yeah. Man, so that's one thing to keep in mind is uh, when you do fall in love with the place, because you will, um, house prices there is, um, it, it's unreal. We found a 700 square foot, single story, <laughs> two bed, one bath, you know, the, like the size of like, I don't know, a big garage uh, on a tiny lot. And we're talking, what was it, 610, 620,000? Yeah, I know it's older, it's, it's plus. Yeah. older home needed tons of renovation. I mean, it's it's not a cheap it, place to live, but the the vacation costs were beyond reasonable. Mm-hmm. Was, this, was this in Whitefish though? That was downtown Whitefish. Yes. Downtown. So you're downtown in a ski ski resort town. I imagine yeah. if you got to Kalispell or like one town away, because these towns were all pretty much butted up against each other. Yeah, I, I do think you'd get away from that ski resort and it'd probably go down. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, that whole valley is probably pretty close town to town. You know, they're probably a stoplight away from each other. 
The rest yeah. of Montana's not. There's a lot of empty space between them. But uh, it, oh, there she is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I read an interesting uh, statistic on Montana at one point. I think it's like there's like seven people per square mile, or or one person per seven miles, or something like that. It, there's not the the den population in Montana is very small. Mm-hmm. So what about uh? Let's see what else did we do, man? We we did quite a bit between you know hiking Glacier, hiking that ski resort where we were staying. Uh, we hit a couple good restaurants. Um, mm-hmm. Jalisco Cantina was some, considering how far you are from Mexico, that was some pretty damn good Mexican food. Um, I think everybody was pretty happy there with their tacos and burritos. And I don't know if well, I had outside yeah, of that. I had two of them that were out of the ordinary. I mean, you just brought up one. Which one? Uh, the tacos? Uh-huh. That place was phenomenal. But also, I was not expecting the the mckenzie river pizza oh, oh yeah. yeah i forgot about that, the pizza uh-huh i did not forget about it it was phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> the pizza was amazing it was amazing and i'm not a big pizza guy um i can go without pizza for months it's not a big deal to me not me but, i had it twice this week yeah <laughs> i no. but that pizza was amazing the crust everything from Dude. toppings so speaking that of that one. McKenzie Pizza place, mm-hmm. did you realize that's a chain? No, I did not. So we were hanging out, killing some time, getting food on our way back to the airport as we were leaving. Mm-hmm. And right across from the Cabela's outpost where we were just killing time, there was a McKenzie yeah. Pizza. It's the same. Okay. It's, a, it's a small chain, but that is by far the best chain pizza I've ever had. And it, yeah. I mean, it's up there with some like very high end pizza I've had. Yeah. It was great. Well, so part of the podcast, I think, is right. Do's and don'ts, right? Yeah. So we can go over. There's probably a lot of do's as opposed to don'ts. And there's a couple of uh, don'ts that I think I have that's probably pertinent for other people that might be in whitefish. And one of the big attractions is Glacier National Park. Mm-hmm. Right? So one thing is, I feel like if you have a large vehicle that might consume a lot of gas, <laughs> don't leave Whitefish with a half tank of gas. <laughs> I would advise you to fill up your tank <laughs> so you can enjoy the park. Um, so that that is one don't. Uh, fill up your tank <laughs> as you leave Whitefish. Um, I learned that kind of the hard way. Um, there are gas stations outside of the west entrance of the park. Um, but they add an extra dollar per gallon. So that would be one thing I would, I would suggest. Don't go to White, uh, to Glacier National Park and I have to take a gas and a gas guzzler. <laughs> well, if you're spraying gas all over the engine and the driveway, I mean, you're going to lose some. Well, you're right. <laughs> hey, uh, didn't you piss in the gas tank to try to get a little extra mileage? We heard about this. Then you brought this up. Uh, no, I did not bring it up. You did not bring that up. I don't remember who brought it up. It was, it, was, it was a podcast. It was on the po- yeah, it was on the podcast by Rob Bailey. Yeah, that, oh, that's true. It was you brought up. Yeah, that you sent out to us, and yes. him and Rags was was talking about uh, peeing in a gas tank to have mm-hmm. the gas uh, come more up to the top. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of whitefish, Rob Bailey, Rags, Dana Lynn Bailey, the Warhouse, the Flagler Fail, all of them are in whitefish too. If, for anybody that didn't know. 
just to let you know, you may have to buzz yourself in. You, you're going to have to buzz yourself in if you intend on looking at the factory. <laughs> if not, if the gate's open, go on in. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and not comment on this one. <laughs> well, I have another don't. I do have another don't. So we were outside the uh, ski resort, right? Whitefish Mountain Resort. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're somebody that's not really big on like incline hiking, I would suggest not trying to hike up straight the ski up. resort, right? <laughs> just straight vertical trail. Straight yeah. vertical Baggy. trail. If you don't, if you back. like hiking but you don't like incline, then don't try to hike up Whitefish Mountain Resort. Yeah, don't but take the, the time and trail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the payoff on the top though is fantastic. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Oh, and if you're going on vacation there for, uh, what is it, seven days, six nights, don't mm-hmm. skip any activities. You may want to relax, recover when you get home, because you may end up sleeping through Glacier National Park. Yeah. And that part, <laughs> maybe the highlight of the trip, and then the pictures <laughs> when they get back, and uh, FOMO really kicks in. <laughs> uh, do you need to uh, define FOMO for the folks out there? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. There's too many many alternatives. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Well. Oh, also, I think this is pertinent for everybody else uh, in the group. Real quick. um, I got to step away for a second. Just check that chat box, but go ahead and keep talking. Okay. Um, If you're in Montana and you like to consume some alcohol, be aware of the time and days to be able to purchase alcohol right so they're closed on sundays is that right yeah yeah and sometimes they're closed other random times it's a local random time the shop owners may just step out they might just step out so and they don't sell uh uh, liquor in grocery stores so Mm -hmm. and i I think if you you know montana kind of got a little rougher you know like moniker to them well they don't sell in, in in grocery stores so be aware of when when to buy. So Monday through Friday, bit regular business hours like bank hours at a state-run liquor store. So for the, those out there that are like, hmm, it's later in the evening, Montana, they don't provide it. Yeah. So be aware. So, so buy two bottles, just air on a slot of caution. Yep. <laughs> I'll be buy three if you have somebody who likes to drop them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You may have an ups an oopsie. You, you need at least one more on the back burner. <laughs> Did you say an oopsie? An oopsie? <laughs> an oopsie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, those are my don'ts. So, anybody else? For the do's, uh, do go see Cutthroat Tattoo in Whitefish, Montana. Definitely. Yeah. Quality work, quick, and friendly. Oh yeah. And and a clean clean shop. And yeah. they have a dog. Who doesn't like having a dog around? Well, yeah, if you don't, then that's you probably. Yeah, they accommodated nine people. They were really good at the drops when we gave them our ideas and everything like that. Um, so we, we went in. We all had our ideas, some vague idea of what we may want, unless you're picking off the flash art. And uh, they'll have it drawn up for you in no time. You come back, and they're 
they're invested in the piece too. They're not just like, all right, I'll slap on whatever you want. They were making suggestions like, hey, it might look better if I tweak this, yes or no. It would probably look better in this location because of the shape of, you know, that body part, you know, wrapping around an arm or a rib cage or a shoulder blade. And they, they like what they do that you could tell, and they were getting excited about our pieces. And when your artist gets excited, you know, you get excited and you end up with something better. And I think we were all pretty happy with what we all got. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, mine was fairly simple and I'm super happy. I'm probably more happy than uh, I was with some of the more complicated stuff I've gotten before. All right. So uh, to get rid of that awkward silence, um, where else would you recommend hitting up? I was a huge fan of Hank's Hatchets. That place was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, the facility was nice. It's clean. They had some good music playing. Um, it's a BYOB, so bring your own drinks except for liquor. And if you don't drink anything but liquor like me, then you're just fucked. But um, still good time. The, the staff was, you know, helpful. They taught us what to do, what not to do. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like definitely wanting to build something at home now after that. Yeah, I think we all want to build our own setup after that experience. It was it was really good. And for a place where you kind of pay by the hour, there's almost this pressure to, you know, squeeze as much as you can out of it. We were having a blast. The hour did fly by, but I didn't feel like we were rushed or cut short or anything like that. And they weren't coming by tapping their watch being like, oh, five minute warning, three minute warning. They just, the guy was cruising around. He enjoyed what he did. He was practicing his trick shots on one of the closed alleyways. It was, it was a pleasant experience. Yeah. He had some pretty ginger hair too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe we should, uh, what, two years, three years out, maybe we should plan a, a whitefish uh, rematch at Hank's Hatchet. Game on. Everybody get a little better over the next couple of years. I like it. Uh, I'll have to head up to Ian's place. I'm sure uh, government housing doesn't want me setting up hatchet throwing, but uh, <laughs> with you being a hop, skip, and a jump, it'd be worth the visit. Right? We I'm got, sure you can uh, find someone to do it, though. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone nearby that, that would do it. Stop taking away my excuses to go see Ian. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, have you seen his hairline? I'd go visit him too. Oh, you did oh. get complimented on good hair, so he's the only yeah, one. Yeah, damn right. You did. Where was that? Was that the hike? Was that the avalanche lake? That, that was the yeah. avalanche hike. Yeah. I thought my hair was all jacked up, so was, I was kind of caught off guard. I was not expecting that. I think she was being sarcastic because it was jacked oh, up. Oh, bullshit. No. Yeah, normally foliage gets thinner in the higher altitude, so. It does. <laughs> Oh no! So normal, normal Ian would have brought her home for me in the rain, but I just was not. That's not on the ball. Right? Yeah, it would have been embarrassing to run out of gas with a guest. It would have. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, all right. So we everybody had to uh, see. Wait, everybody did I say seemed that out loud? What's that? <laughs> did I say that out loud about bringing her home? Son I mean, I heard that. <laughs> nope 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 it is out there for the whole like 13 followers to hear <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> oh crap so back oh, to food so yeah. uh jalisco good place good mexican food far from the border especially uh you know for a small town um but inda or inda however you pronounce it that was another good one man you got a state that's completely landlocked and had some awesome sushi um phenomenal yeah yeah, everybody just don't pretty, show up hungry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they definitely took their time making it, but 
I was I was pretty happy after the time I got done the stuff on my face. It was like a fusion too. Those were some uncommon flavors and rolls. It wasn't the most traditional. No, but, uh, not at all. They they no. definitely had amazing flavors. It was something you may not have expected, but you were I was I was happy with everything we got. Yeah, definitely. Matt and Christina seemed pretty happy with that uh um yakisoba super yeah yeah, yeah they, that's what it was yeah they seem pretty happy i mean they they killed that thing before we even got our rolls um so sushi mexican food horseback riding we used the uh, swan mountain outfitters it was a pretty good time um yep. i'm not at all a fan of horses uh but it was still fun i had a good time that provided a nice little steak dinner slash lunch thing for us afterwards mm-hmm. Some good, good views of uh you know the outskirts of glacier national park it was fun. Yeah, it was good. What else you guys got? Uh, I'd say do plan on if you do either rent a car or drive up there, have some some means of transportation instead of taking like Uber or whatever else like that. Mm-hmm. I think you'll have the opportunity to just enjoy um, the town, um, going down to like Kalispell, checking that out. But definitely have your own you know means of transportation um, and just kind of like the house that, you know, everyone chipped in on with the nine of us get something that everybody can just jump in split and then take off. I think that's the better route than, than trying to, you know, have nine people with nine different cars, just, just plan on, you know, getting something big for everyone to jump in and share uh, would be the best route. Yeah, definitely. So um, I am going to throw some links for some of these places in the, uh, show notes of this episode. Um, is there anything else that you got? You guys would like to throw in there um, for anybody to check out? I'd say even check out the town itself. A lot of the small shops. Um, just kind of see the culture and interact with the people. Um, Whitefish had it's you know a, a smaller town, but a lot of the small town shops were good to go in. Um, the ice cream shop that Billy uh recommended that was good oh man do you remember the name of that place uh that was good let me I'll check it out let me see if i can well they it. had a great bar downtown as well i think it was called yeah. the bar yeah <laughs> yeah so sweet peaks you know, that's, that's the don't sweet wear peaks. high boots there other than that yeah don't <laughs> wear extra tufts they fly in alaska but in montana apparently they're a no-go yeah, it's not it's not a town favorite. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So we're about uh we're we're just about thirty minutes in on this one. Um, wasn't really designed to be a real long episode. Just kind of recap the vacation. Um, hell, if you guys don't have anything else, then uh, maybe we can talk about the next vacations options that we're considering at this point. We've got quite a few of them. Yeah, um, we do. We everything do. from staying, you know, uh, in the continental U.S. because of some employment uh, discrepancies we may come across in the future. Um, some of the guys may or may not be able to go. And then, uh, you know, down to Costa Rica, maybe even some, I don't know, Argentina or Chile down in South America, um, Caribbean options. I think we're kind of looking all over at this point. But hell, man, I'm mm-hmm. just I'm ready to get going and go somewhere again. I don't I, right. honestly. I, I don't know if I even really care where at this point. Right. So two things. I think the ice cream shop was called Sweet Peaks. Yep. I said that a second ago. Oh, you did? <laughs> Shit. 
Open those old ears. All right. Well, uh, edit that part out. Nope. That <laughs> is also out there for the same 13 followers to hear. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's they're fine. Just, they're but, getting a double plug. All right. This yeah. early on. Yeah. Double they're, plug. Not good. They're not sponsoring us, and they still get plugged twice an episode. Hey, I'll throw a third <laughs> one if, if they send me some fucking ice cream. That place was good. Yeah. It's just ice cream. <laughs> it's just ice cream. Well, now you've you've made the blonde guy forget his train of thought here. So, oh yep. uh, well, yeah, we we did find that we're probably not going to go to Tulum because Billy's too scared to uh, go to Tulum. Hey, I'm and the one that recommended Tulum. It was so actually. funny you brought up Tulum, and then I found an article the very next day that the cartel <laughs> has shot like shot like two tourists, like there were two tourists in the middle of a uh, little warfare. Yeah, and I was like, it was, don't it was not, just a crossfire. Don't show Billy this. Yeah. No, I had already seen it. I just forgot to send it to you guys a couple of days before. I think. <laughs> so I, even with that, it's not that I'm too scared to go. Uh, yeah. I would still go. Um, I don't particularly prefer to go to Mexico, but if that's the consensus of the group, then fuck it, we're going. I mean, um, I don't even have any issue necessarily with Mexico. I would just like to go other places prior to Mexico, I guess. But if well, Tulum is I easy, then yeah. fuck it, let's go to Tulum. I guess I didn't know Chile and Argentina was on the docket because those are um, the two places on our bucket list for sure. Yeah. So um, your so your wife had messaged me one day uh, and said, "Hey, have you ever looked at Argentina?" I said, "Actually, Amanda and I were literally just talking about that." So mm-hmm. um, that one was not put into the the mass group message yet. Okay. Uh, so and I don't remember if it was just Amanda and I or if I was talking to Lorraine as well about Chile, but um, yeah, I don't know. Hell, man, if, if we're going to run into issues with, you know, the current um, status of the world with particular epidemics uh, or pandemics, I mean, um, you know, if hell, even Europe or, you know, I don't know, Ireland, Scotland, if, if something like that is going to be our easiest route for everybody to make it happen, then fuck, I don't care. We can go to Norway or something too, Iceland. I don't know. I'm up for whatever. Okay. So, um, right. whatever gets the you know most people going yeah i, I mean the the sooner we go the the more restricted um those of us in the coast guard are going to be uh the later we go the better chance we have of some sort of regulations changing or mandates changing or things like that but who knows they could tighten up it things could get worse so the future is a mystery right now we know what's what's a go and no go for us so yeah time time kind of determines the location which is uh at least for us not for the entire group but for some of us it'll determine whether or not we can go or what location we're going to lean towards while we're deciding yeah so one one factor that uh amanda and i think lorraine and i talked about or at least amanda and i with each other and then amanda with lorraine so obviously uh you know with the coast guard and its requirements there's nothing you can do, right? It is what it is. Um, and it's directly reflective of your employment. You know, if you go against, you know, command wishes, then there's severe consequences for you guys. And there's no desire to put you guys into that situation. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, right, aside from an outright no from your command, all any of us can do is to look into it for the time being. We've got approximately six months before the trip with Carnival um, needs to be either rescheduled or canceled. So yeah, yeah. I would say four or five months realistically to plan something and reserve something and then either reschedule or re- or cancel Carnival. 
like you said, we don't know what's going to happen in the next six months. So if we had maybe an O-CONUS option and a CONUS option as a backup, um, we'll, I, I think we keep that November timeframe because it pushes it further out. Luckily for you, you're not transferring. So that's a, that's a plus. So the sooner we have something locked in, the sooner you can put in a, a theoretical or potential request that, hey, you know, chief or whoever you report to, mm -hmm. uh, nine months from now, I'd like to go on this trip. Just an FYI, I'm giving you plenty of heads up pending, you know, Coast Guard regulations. And then for the other Coast Guard guy, I mean, he's got to wait till he transfers to, a new, to his new unit. But same thing, as soon as he reports, you know, May, May timeframe, um, or even once he gets his orders, hey, FYI, I've got, you know, this trip I would like to go on in seven, six months, if it's all right yeah. with you guys, you know. And then if, if you guys' commands say no, then we have an option as a backup and everybody's already agreed to the backup then we just fall back on it, you know? Yeah. Um, and hell, yeah. we found a gem in, in a small town in rural Montana. We can find another one, okay. you know? And realistically, you know, that place was awesome. We had a good time. It was gorgeous. We did some hikes, horseback riding, a whole lot of drinking. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, these group trips are more centrally focused on getting the group back together, right? Yeah. Like. I feel like if we went, if we left here and we went to any of your guys' houses and then the rest of us all met there, we'd probably still have just as good of a time. Oh, yeah. So I'm less concerned with the location um, and more concerned with just getting as much, as many of us as possible. So I think, you know, we've got some, uh, you know, conversations to have with significant others and all that, especially the Dependa. Do you not hear me? <laughs> I see that squint. I know you heard me. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> hey, Billy, how long did you serve in the Coast Guard? One um, enlistment. Huh? One enlistment. What, what is the Coast Guard enlistment? Four years. Okay. How about you, Jay? Uh, 11 years. Okay. And where are you at, Carl? I'm on year eight right now. You're eight? Okay. Okay. Yeah, and what's what's Matt at? Like twelve or fourteen or something? He's got a few now. He's getting up there. Yeah, I know he's. I know he's reaching at least ten or ten plus. I'm, I know where he's. <laughs> yeah, right he said something that. about being past the halfway mark when we were on yeah. we were in Montana. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I have more active duty years than I have dependent years. But what's your current status? That's a matter of time, though. That's gonna that. I, I love my status. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you. Stuff. If Amanda was like, "Hey, I'm going to go put in for OCS, or I'm going to go enlist, or something," okay, let's go. It's I'd phenomenal. be all for it. Right? I got both sides. Yeah. So if you're trying to take a shot at me for being a dependent, shoot all day. Because so I it's like love a, it. You heard a Billy kind of shoot a, all over that face. I will. Oh, oh man! Just take me out to dinner first. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Tequila, right? That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. I can I've do that. Tequila, decent meal, done. Easy. Cool. Well, before we change the topic from uh, Montana to what Ian will do with a few shots of tequila, um, <laughs> I said we go ahead and wrap this one up as a, as yep. a Montana recap. Yeah. I think we covered it pretty well. Let's go back. Yep. Go Montana. I'm yeah, way ahead. Right. I've already been looking. <laughs> <laughs>